Welcome to Q&A Selling Online with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. Welcome back to the show, my friends. Today we have with us a special guest. She is a single mom, but not only that, she is top 1% Amazon listing copywriter. She's worked with over 5,000 clients over the last 10 years, and she's helped them generate over $5 billion in sales. And today, we have her here with us, and we're going to pick her brain. It is Diane Borsler. Diane, how's it going? It's going great. How's it going with you? It is super good, super good. Uh, great times to be alive, Diane. And, uh, you know, we were, we were just talking until now. There's no sense of hiding it to other people listening. We've been talking for the last half hour. Like half hour, I, yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, wait, we should probably start recording. Yeah, yes, that would be yes. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Diane, for, for the few out there that don't know you, you are a single mom of how many kids? I have four going on five. The next one is due in November. Four going on five. Yeah, I like a big family, I guess. Yeah, it's fantastic. And at the same time, as not, I'm not a single parent and I only have three. So I have, well, right now, one less than you, but soon two. And it is super hard. So, how is it really, really hard when you're doing it by yourself? I know you would think so. I I think when you, when they're younger, so when I had the four, my, first of all, my youngest is five right now. And so when I had four kids under six, that was, that's what we called in the thick of it. Mm. Uh, Three was the hardest three. I swear to God. And my friends who've had three kids and then four totally agree that three kids is the hardest number to have, have another one. Because when you have three, when you find out when you have three kids, it's like you're drowning with, and you have two kids, you're holding them. And then someone hands you a baby right? Mm-hmm. Once you have three and you, like you, and then you have a fourth one, you don't even notice suddenly there's a child who's just old enough to start helping. Right. <laughs> so I think for me, it's actually been easier um, being a single parent of four and hopefully soon to be five. Uh, it'll be easier as well than it was in my past situation. But I think it's just because I have four little entrepreneurs who live in the same house right now. And so it's kind of like a constant business you know, yep. like venture, they all see things they want to make money on and they all see, you know, ways of solving problems. And oh, it's, that's so cool. Yeah. It's really neat. It's like having, our, I can't, Oh, it's like having a little startup um, mm. collaboration every day. So it's harder to keep them focused on everything else. <laughs> you know, something you were just saying that having four is better than having three. It's easier, and, but it, <laughs> I'm a little bit afraid because I have a conversion rate when it comes to making kids. That's higher. That's right. Mine is higher than everybody else's. Yeah, you had two hundred percent conversion rate second time around, right? Exactly. You had twins. Is that right? So, yep. So that that's means, pretty awesome. I'd be careful. Yeah. So I only tried twice to have kids. That's it. And uh, <laughs> I had three. So that's what that's one hundred and fifty percent conversion rate overall. That's, that's correct. So, that's correct. It's scary when it's that high and and the product is defective, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. So I totally understand where you're coming from on that. But I can't return them now. So because no, you wouldn't want to, that would be, you wouldn't want to do that, but I don't have twins. My oldest two are are 13 months apart, but I don't know what it's like to have twins. Otherwise I brought them both home the same year because they're both in the NICU. That was wild. Hmm. Like one came home in March and one came home in December. Wow. But yeah, you don't want to return them. That would, yeah, you know, de- no, definitely, crazy. Not. definitely not. So Diane, tell me, 
how old were you when you decided to become an entrepreneur? <laughs> uh, the first time I started a business, I was six years old. And six. I was six, yeah. And my mom had just become a single mom herself, actually, of five kids. This is kind of sounding familiar. I've been doing this for over 10 years now. But I was six years old, and I saw that uh, my mom needed money, and I saw that our neighbor was ticked off and was using choice words to chuck the rocks out of her yard while she was mowing. And so I went over and offered to get paid per rock mm -hmm. to pick up the rocks before she mowed. And she was really happy about that. And I was really happy about that. So I took it around to all the local areas and offered to do that. It was Diane's rock pickup service. And like I was six years old making some pretty decent money, picking up rocks out of people's yards. And that was, you know, that was my first business venture. It's just the same thing. Solve a problem, you know, find a way to solve a problem and monetize it. I can't believe, I can't believe what you just reminded me of. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. When I, I did, it wasn't, it was similar because it had to do with rocks, but I was five in, uh, so St. Maria, Ontario, uh, in, in Canada. And mm -hmm. I don't really record, uh, remember it too much, but my parents tell me the story that I used to pick up rocks, just normal rocks from the ground. And I, <laughs> I had a little desk yeah. and I would be outside a house and I would say, come buy the shiny rocks. <laughs> and people would actually buy them. And uh, I remember one of the times my mom said I was super, super excited because somebody bought a rock, but they didn't want to take it with them. They said I could keep it. So I would get to sell that rock twice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an, that's like entrepreneurial lesson number one. If you can't sell a rock, you can't sell anything. That's brilliant. Yeah. So I'm so guessing <laughs> from, from selling rocks or getting paid to pick up rocks, all the way to selling on Amazon, I guess our our paths collided. I know, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you you do copywriting for Amazon listings, and uh, I mean, how did this happen, and how did you get hooked on it? Oh my gosh! So I've been a sales copywriter, and I was a top what you call NLP or conversational hypnosis sales copywriter, which meant that I was leveraging my background in neurolinguistics to. Mm -hmm basically use the most hypnotic words and powerful words I could to convince as many people to buy as possible. And I didn't even really think about helping people on Amazon until I was approached by a friend who I'd helped. Well, I guess she, he was actually a client at the time. He's a friend now, but a lot of my clients have become friends obviously over 10 years. So, uh, so he approached me and he said, Hey, we are doing decent in the service business that you helped me launch. And the copy is converting well. Have you ever thought about writing Amazon listings? I'm launching new products on Amazon. And at that point in time, I knew what Amazon was because I grew up outside of Seattle. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea. I'm like, okay, sure. I'm sure there are criteria and stipulations. This is going to be easy, right? <laughs> so actually, um, it's actually a little bit trickier than writing, you know, most copy because of the stipulations uh, put on by Amazon. And then there's also all the FDA and, you know, FCC and all that fun stuff mm -hmm. to worry about. Um, so he, he brought me in to help him write for three products. And instead of just bringing him home, his goal was to bring his wife home um, within three months because she was having their first child. And instead of just bringing his wife home, we managed to write sales copy that made so much money that he was able to scale even more. And we worked together on some scaling things and he was able to bring him his wife and himself home. And now he's on, I think they just had baby number five. Wow. So this was, this was a while ago. We've stayed in touch through the whole thing, but I was totally hooked because if you can take someone who has 
um, you know, minimal business experience and they can follow through step by step. And then the one place they get stuck is on actually selling the product and you can help them write the words that sell the product and get really good conversion rates on it. And that makes all the difference to their bottom line and to their family more than anything. Right. So that's how I got hooked on that because before sales copy, it does the same thing across, you know, wherever you write it, it's supposed to generate sales, which generates income for people's families, but I'd never seen the power and impact to take a family from not being able to be together and, and not being with their baby to um, being able to stay home in three months. That was a new one to me. And so I, I was super hooked on Amazon after that. And I started, um, you know, accepting more and more offers to do that because I grew by referral base. And then I, you know, started doing yeah. trainings, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. So what a fantastic, that's a fantastic yeah. story. I, uh, I was thinking there was like Steve Chu, right? Uh, my wife quit her job. You heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of the same thing, although he, he did it himself. Um, exactly. So, I mean, that, that is incredible. Uh, well, my, my wife, of course, stays at home. She's been, she's been home now for eight. This is the eighth year. That, wow. Yeah. Now, um, although she doesn't work on the business anymore, she, um, my kids say that they ask, actually asked my seven-year-old, seven I always want to say six because she only turned seven this week or last week, <laughs> um, but they asked her at school, what does uh, mom and dad do? And she said, my dad sells on Amazon. How about your mom? Well, my mom buys on Amazon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but she has a really hard job. I, yeah, I couldn't just stay at home with kids and just focus on that. I have to have the business side going all the time. It's just the way my brain works. Yeah. The kids are kind of the really fun accessory to my business. <laughs> um, I, I definitely give her kudos for doing that. That's a, that's a huge sacrifice, you know. Even yeah. if you get to shop on Amazon, it's a huge sacrifice <laughs> to go and do that. Yes, yeah. So over the last 10 years or so that you've been doing this, you've seen so many changes. And then one of the oh things gosh. that yeah. you probably see, it doesn't matter if it's a new seller or somebody that's been selling for a long time, uh, you see a lot of mistakes. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I like to say I see a lot of opportunities for Improvement. Improvement. Yes. <laughs> I don't want anybody to feel bad, but yeah, there are mistakes. Definitely. Um, the big, there's a really big one that's been going on for the last year since so many people have moved over to shopping on mobile. Um, mm. Oh, there's so many. Where do you even start? <laughs> okay. So here's the, uh, how about, how about I give a tip that will, can help people immediately? I think that would be a good one. And maybe people are making this mistake. Oh yes. The, yes. Give the number that. one place to have your, sorry, the number one place to have your high converting sales copy right now uh, with everybody at home and everybody crashed on the couch watching Netflix or whatever they're doing and searching on surfing on their phone at the same time or surfing on their tablet at the same time is you need high converting sales copy on your images. Because when you go to Amazon and you look at your, all you see at first uh, from mobile or a tablet usually is that title. So you need a persuasive title. You need to mm-hmm. focus on conversions first, not necessarily keyword stuffing, conversions first, right? Because bots don't buy, people buy, right? And then you need, and then the next thing they see are those images that you have. And if you just leave it open to interpretation or you jot a couple things down, you're missing a lot of conversions. We've jumped conversion rates by well over 200% just by shifting out the words on the images, not even the images. And these are ugly images, just the words on the images, because you're framing their brain on what you want them to think, right? Yes. So 
put those sales copy words on your images. That is so um, this, powerful. I guess the, the biggest other thing I see from new people and even people who've been doing this for three years and I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll step into their business and they'll say, okay, I have 20 listings. I want you to optimize. And I'll take a look and every single one is keyword focused. And they're like, I don't understand why I'm not ranking on page one. I'm not indexing for these keywords correctly. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I just can't seem to do this. And Amazon's main focus is not keywords. Their main focus is conversions and sales. Mm -hmm. So the easiest way to rank for keywords is, of course, you can sprinkle them throughout, obviously, but you really want to focus on getting those sales. And Amazon will rank you for keywords that people click on that aren't even in your listing, obviously. You're advertising for them, and they'll rank you for them because you're getting sales from those keywords, right? Yeah. So focus on conversions and sales, uh, getting the money in that pays your bills and takes care of your family before you worry so much about keyword ranking because the advertising still is not that expensive compared to, you know, Google for services. <laughs> it's yeah. really, really not. Um, so that's, you know, those are my two big things are conversions, conversions, conversions. We're selling to people, not bots. Yes. Th that's a really, really good one because a couple of years ago when, when my listing didn't have a certain keyword, it would be almost impossible to rank for that keyword. And sometimes if That's I correct. tried to run PPC to a keyword that was not on my listing, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't even get impressions. But now mm -hmm. I can rank for keywords that I do not have on my listing. And that is hundreds of them. Yep. That is so cool because Amazon is they finally caught up. They're, yeah, they're valuing <laughs> conversions more than because that's something that Google has done, right? Yeah, but, for ten for over a decade. Because Google's sometimes you, you want to search something and you search the wrong thing, but you still get the same results because they that's know correct. better than you what you're looking for, right? They do. Yes. They can read your actions and brain and everything else. It's super fun to watch. You type in something random. The kids love that. Type in how to every single day and see what in the world pops up. Right, yeah. like how to the other day was like how to hook a fish using a vegan bait, and I was like, why? <laughs> why are you going to use vegan bait to go? Okay, never mind. I'm done asking this question. <laughs> I can't even process this. <laughs> what is vegan bait for? A fish I it was that? like stuff that like homemade <laughs> vegan bait. So how to hook a fish using homemade vegan bait, or how to make homemade vegan bait to hook a fish or something along those lines. And I'm thinking if you're going to hook a fish anyway, just use any bait. Why are we using anything <laughs> vegan? Like why are we, is the fish self, are we like enlightening the fish's consciousness and then taking its life? Like what are we doing here? Maybe, <laughs> so, maybe if you have vegan bait, you're only going to catch the healthy fish. Maybe. Like maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're like <laughs> organic keto fish. Exactly. I don't know. And they don't have any <laughs> iron or, Maybe, whatever it is, I don't know. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's non-ferrous iron instead of ferrous. Not ferret. What is it? Something like that. I, I, it's like a, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. Totally off track there. There goes All a right. fish. So the number one is adding sales copy to your images. And of course, Diane, do you follow the rules 100% when it comes to the main image? Or do you sneak something in there? We sneak things on the box because that's smart business. Okay. So, <laughs> so like, okay. So let's say, okay. So how is it? Look at supplements, right? Supplements have a bottle. You have sales copy on the bottle that sells the product before they even click. It's a pre-sell on the bottle. Everybody should be doing this on their boxes. It doesn't make any sense to someone like me. And Amazon doesn't say you can't have sales copy on your product packaging. 
You absolutely can. Yeah. Um, and you can also have your product packaging in the listing, right? So I say put it on your box or on your product packaging if you possibly can. And I say stick to three main things. Make it big and stick to three main things, not that I see people putting 20 things on their product packaging. Mm -hmm. And no one can see it, right? You want it to grab their attention immediately and that you want them to see those words that they're looking for. That their brain is looking for it. They don't even know they're looking for them. This is subconsciously driven. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And a very important thing that you just reminded me of, and I want everybody to know, is that if you're, for example, in the supplement space, uh, like Diane says, of course, you should have some of those keywords on your box, on your product packaging, but do not have claims because oh, let's talk recent, about claims. recently Ooh. Amazon did a real big cleanup when it came to claims. Yep. And I had one product, well, I had several products that were taken down, but one of them was taken down and I guess is what you call a false positive because it wasn't even a supplement uh, and <laughs> it got reinstated really quickly. But on the email that I received, it says, uh, please upload your second image, have the, the ingredients or, whatever, or something in the second image. And remember, yeah. and it said, if you have claims on your product, your listing will not be reinstated. Got to be careful. And that was so shocking because luckily it, it didn't, and it wasn't even, it, that one wasn't a supplement. The other, the other eight were, but <laughs> it's. <laughs> supplements get, supplements, like it doesn't even, it, so the FDA and Amazon do not agree. Okay. FDA, FCC, and Amazon, three different people, three different, two compliance agencies and one major, major corporation that's technically a search engine. Okay, mm -hmm. so that would be Amazon. They don't agree on what you can and cannot have on there. So if you're looking at, um, you, I'm sure you already know that FDA, you have to use promotes, aids, um, yes. supports. Sometimes you can use mitigates, but we still can't make specific claims, right? Even things people search for, like fat-burning supplement, we can't make that claim, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Even if we put the supports, aids, mitigates, whatever around it. So about five years ago to get around Amazon, I invented this these fun little um, language patterns that make it so that it's not a claim. It's not legally a claim. Amazon can't say it's a claim, but we're still implanting and embedding the same thing in people's minds. Hmm. And they're super fun. You can't fit it on the front of a bottle. You can fit it in a bullet point, but you, but you can't fit it on the front of a bottle. Anyhow, I just wanted to go into that because it's so much fun to figure. That's my favorite part of this game is figuring out how to sell the product while getting around Amazon, the FCC, and the FDA so nobody mm -hmm. gets in trouble. That's like it's, like it's like my favorite thing to do. I'm like, ooh, we can't say these 10 things. What can we say? Like oh, we just literally went through masks where Amazon came back and said, you can't use the word mask in any of your listings. I don't, Imagine the people that were selling face masks but i mean fa i had a client no, launch that was doing eight hundred thousand a day no i mean facial masks the the skincare <laughs> facial masks oh yeah oh it was crazy yes all those listings were shut down but it was like not it was like facial serum okay we can use serum we can use cream we can use yeah. um you know and it's it's anything that goes in around the body is automatically going to get flagged for something and we're always super careful about that but it's that's why we do the unlimited edits thing honestly that started with supplements because oh, wow. Amazon changes what they're doing. You know what I mean? All the time. They're like, oh, okay. Um, so, for example, last year, antibacterial, antimicrobial, we could use those in listings. Yes. And now those, even if you have proof, unless you have an MSDS or hazmat sheet, which has nothing to do with what you put on your body, okay, mm -hmm. nothing at all, and you have a product that has 
ingredients that have antimicrobial or antibacterial properties, you can't, you still can't use it in the listing. It will still flag. And then you have to go through this whole thing of showing them. And a lot of times they'll still say, oh, you know, you can't use it, even though we know that this particular ingredient has antibacterial properties, right? Unless, or, that, you know, unless Amazon is the seller of that particular. Oh, of course. Store. Then they can do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> I know I live like I live like an hour north of Jeff Bezos. I totally that's kind of the joke around here because there go the Amazon trucks <laughs> driving on the other side of the road making U-turns where they're not supposed to. Yeah, but it's okay. It's not really Washington. It's Bezoston. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we kind of we live in the thick of it down here. It's, it's uh, not that Diana, I don't love them. You know, I, I make my livelihood off them. I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds me. Diana, but it I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going to tell you a secret, and everybody listening, you're going to hear this for the first time. So talking about ways to get around Amazon's uh, search bots or FTC or whatever, uh, FDA, FDA um, how, to, how I used to infiltrate some keywords that were not allowed into the listings. Uh, so you know how Amazon can, can pick up a keyword, a long tail keyword, even if, if they're not together, right? Like subject matter? Or no, are you talking yeah, for about example, bullets? If, if you have, for example, uh, this product is blue, uh, let's say, I don't know, um, Bluetooth in one sentence and then two lines after you would have the word speaker, they would still yep. pick up Bluetooth They'll still speaker. pick it up in the first thousand characters, yeah. So what we used to do is in products that were weight loss products. Like separate uh, fat and burning? It, it, we would put them as a person's name. <laughs> so That's like, really smart. like Joe I've Fat, like uh -huh. Joe Fat always says, burning, oh, really you know, and, and then we make a sentence out of it and the, the words would still be in there, but it had nothing to do with burning fat. It was Joe, yep. you know, Joe Fat or Joe Burn. I do that. I just never use names. I just find other ways to sneak in. That's really smart. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. But, Joe Fat, they didn't get ticked at you. Wow. No, no. And oh, that's uh, Facebook. That's Facebook that doesn't like you calling people fat. I remember. Exactly. Okay. But, but yep. if, it, if it was the person's <laughs> name, although with Facebook, it wouldn't work because the algorithm uh, just would pick and up kick anything it. and kick it anyway, right? Yep. They would Facebook is another one we work on, and holy moly, super fun. Yeah. FCC is down their throats like crazy. Um, so is the FDA, even, even steeper than Amazon. We so. can barely do anything these days. Right. You can't. You, you can can't. put videos up. I like videos. Put up videos. <laughs> you can't even say yeast on Amazon nope. listings now. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You I mean, can't. Yeah. It's it's a whole different ball. It's fun. To, it's kind of fun to constantly play the game, right? I know. It's like but I, I mean, play fantasy football. I love. What if I sell football. yeast? You know. Yeast. You can use yeast if you sell yeast, <laughs> but you can't use masks right now if you sell a mask. Yeah. So use a mask. You can't use masks. You can use covering. What have, what do we use today? We use cover, covering, um, shield is one of them. Of course, you can, you know, say like we snuck it in with mask knee instead of acne, mask knee. You also mm. can't say acne. So we snuck in mask knee. You can't say acne? Nope. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think I, think I may <laughs> have acne. acne. Prevents acne. You're not supposed to use acne. And sometimes they'll let you get away with it if you have clinical studies behind it that shows it and you have to present those clinical studies. But all of the smaller mm. guys out there who are like, this is this contains products that uh, with anti-acne properties, right? Or sebum mitigating properties. They can't use that. They can't use uh, acne. 
Oh my goodness. So better do something else. We just want to do an issue with psoriasis for a product specifically created for psoriasis. Mm -hmm. Like you can't use psoriasis anywhere in the listing. I'm like, we have clinical documentation studies. We're talking $500,000 worth of studies here based on psoriasis. And they're like, you still can't use it. I'm like, okay, no, we're going to get around this. Let's let's take this on. This is what I'm willing to take on. That's crazy. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) So much, there's so much that you got to do. You know, there's one product that selling it, it is tested. And because of that, uh, it requires different formulas that were not approved in, in Canada. Uh, oh no! That were approved in the USA. So, for example, in the USA, the format only has one percent of a certain drug, while in Canada you're allowed two percent. So, of course, in Canada you get the two percent, and because because they don't know, right? Um, both of them have been, or sorry, the Canadian one was suspended um, because they thought. Anyway, because uh, the one person—it's like one percent hydrocortisone kind of thing. Yes, it was um, um, ketoconazole. Ketoconazole, and, yeah. And yep. uh, so two percent, two percent is allowed in Canada, but the U.S. only allows one percent. So uh, anyway, um, this is—we're not here to talk about what we can't do. Let's talk about what we can do. <laughs> well, we can get around just about anything and talk people into sales, even if we can't use specific words. And that's really important to remember that I think that that's a huge thing that I deal with, especially newer sellers, Um, not necessarily the experienced ones because they've already been through the gamut and they've kind of developed that thicker skin and that really more than anything, that positive attitude that they're going to be able to get through it. There's always a way, right? Um, Sorry, I have a five-year-old about to join us, so he might say hi, (laughs) just so you know. Um, So mindset is huge. I've had, you know, people going into selling on Amazon, and even people have been doing it for two years and think, oh, I must be doing really well at this. I must Hi. be doing everything right. You got to go upstairs, buddy. Okay, I'll be off and just, I'll, come, I'll come in just a second, okay? Um, you got to go see Addie. So the biggest gonna, thing is I'm the positive leave that mindset. In there, by the way. <laughs> That's totally fine. He can, I don't even care. They go on camera with me. I'm not, I'm not skittish about it. They're, they're young entrepreneurs, so they've got to <laughs> learn. To, <laughs> they're, they're, they're used to it. They're not shy. Uh, so the biggest thing I think is mindset and even people who've been doing this for two and three years, who've never been hit by anything. And all of a sudden are slapped by Amazon. They come back and they're like, they're freaking out. And it's like, okay, don't freak out. There is a solution to all of this, you know, um, and we'll figure it out. You know, it's about having that everybody take a deep breath and we're going to move this forward. Um, and sometimes Amazon is just ridiculous with so, like, I have a client who I love to death and it's a, a client who is has baby blankets, right? And this poor person has been Amazon slapped like 15 times in the last two months through their EBC. And there's no claims in it, but they're hitting them for things like using versus, like V-E-R-S-U-S or V-S, um, yeah. for using the word premium, for using the word quality. And I'm like, okay, none of these are against TOCs in your specific category. So, um, so it's been like a nonstop, you know, but they keep a positive attitude and they keep going forward and they keep readjusting. And it's just like any business. It's not going to be easy necessarily. It's going to be as, as joyful as you make it and as joyful as your mindset and as, you know, as deep as you can breathe and as high as the stress capacity you can handle. Mm-hmm. It's going to determine your success on Amazon, but just, you know, like breathing through it. <laughs> it's something have, I constantly tell people. 
<laughs> actually yeah. have experience like your client with the, the baby blankets. If you're talking about the, the, the swaddle wrap, type the thing. swaddle wraps, like muslin, yeah. muslin swaddle 46 by 46. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I used to sell that. And at the time I didn't even know what a muslin swaddle was. Right. You uh, don't have kids yet. And I, um, I was selling them in the U.S. And then when I had uh, my first kid, I was still selling them in the U.S. And I didn't have any in Canada. So I actually had to buy uh, my competitors uh, because, you know, to get one of mine <laughs> from the U.S. to Canada was crazy. And, oh, no. Um, and, and the thing is, because of all those things that I had to put up with, plus a mistake I made, I just stopped right around 2016 or so i have not sold i still have a few around the house um but they're super I've, useful i never sold them again yeah they're 46 by 46 right they're pretty they, big they can clean anything and they <laughs> absorb anything and if you need to you can use them to tie up a toddler <laughs> and, you, and you know what's funny that there's actually a pretty cool story when it comes to the swaddles because i made mine to be the best out there and I'm not kidding. I wanted it to be the best because right. there was a company out there, Aiden and Anais. Yeah, Anais, yeah. Yeah, they were number one because even the Queen of England had talked about them or something. Oh, but of course. And um, I, I wanted to beat them. But what, hap <laughs> what happened was I went too far with the quality and the packaging. And I, I decided to sell only one because the quality was so high that if I put your landing price was so high. Yeah, they were going to be expensive. Cost, yeah. So what happened was during the launch and everything it went perfect, but then it slowed down, slowed down, slowed down. And I start losing sales. And then when I finally had my baby, uh, I, I mentioned it to my wife and she told me that she wouldn't buy, if she was a customer, she wouldn't buy mine either. <laughs> and now as a mom you you will probably understand why is because you cannot use just one if you have a kid they puke every 15 minutes yeah you need to replace them four or five times a day and if you just buy one like my package was just one like it's a, a three to six pack and then i realized every one of the competitors that was beating me had a minimum of a three pack minimum yep. And oh my goodness. So, but anyway, that plus all the taking nows and, and selling in, in the baby space is terrible. So I got out of it really quickly and, uh, <laughs> and that's the end of it. So yeah, I'm writing about actually I have four baby products I was working on for the last two days and I'm having a baby. And I was like, I really just don't want to look at a baby products. <laughs> like, I don't know, like six, just give me like six, Three, three months, three months of like not trying to figure out how to sell this to moms because you become so critical as a mom. And actually it's really good to hand your mom products over to mom sales copywriters Yeah. because I see people walking in with, like you said, you're selling one and it's like, okay, but no one's going to buy one. And hopefully the person you hired to help with conversions will tell you that like, uh, this is not actually going to, this is the reason it's not selling. It's not necessarily your sales copy. It's that you're, you, they always talk about the offer, right? So you have to have an amazing offer no matter what. Exactly. No matter what, but you what can if, justify it. <laughs> what if the copywriter that that person hired or the one I hired was not a mom or a dad, right? <laughs> it was just the cool e-commerce guy that knows everything, but... It could be. They might know that too. <laughs> they might. So, there, are some great, um, there are some great writers out there who haven't actually experienced it. I just know as a mom, like I've realized I'm, I'm going through things 
and I'm so critical. I'm like, yeah, that's really pretty. It's, you know, vegan leather and I could totally rock that breast pump bag or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can't wipe it down. And I have four kids and it's going to be obliterated. So it's going to be pretty for like a day. (laughs) New moms don't necessarily think about that kind of thing. And it's, you know, like you can take a critical eye to that. And also, I mean, same thing too. I'm sure there are dads out there who can out dad me on all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Um, But it it does kind of crack me up because I, you know, I wouldn't have thought of it either when I was, I started my sales copy company about the, in the same year that my first daughter was born. And I had no idea what I was doing at all. Mm. I knew a sales copy. I'd been in sales. I was a teacher. I totally knew, you know, I understood advertising and sales copy. I didn't necessarily know anything about being a parent. Right. Does does anybody know? Even ever after having five, you know? My, I still, I roll with it every day. I wake up in the morning. I try to get up at the same time. This morning, the coffee maker exploded. I'm not sure how. Like water, coffee grounds everywhere. It's like, okay, no coffee for a couple hours. Let's figure out what's going on with this thing. The school's going on because we're still distance learning. I mean, no, you don't. But I think that's part. It's the same thing as being in business. I think being in business gives us this cutting edge advantage to being parents because we just don't expect that everything's going to go right. Like we kind of like, we like, we have a higher stress capacity already because it's, you know, the unpredictable is just something we live in other areas of our life. I think parents make amazing business owners or business owners generally make amazing parents if they've kind of had that, you know, like that go for it attitude that people say I'm a go getter. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they have that go getter attitude and it's like, it's going to turn out fine anyway, I'm going to make it fine. I'm going to make it awesome. I think that's very, a very different attitude than um, this might work or you know i'm like mm. kind of turbo survival person so it's like we're gonna do this this is gonna happen we're gonna make get this to a thousand dollars a day in product sales we're gonna do this you know or ten thousand <laughs> <laughs> yes if that and, makes sense yeah <laughs> and now talking about 10 uh i saw on your site you have a 10x revenue guarantee for i do, a, do i'm insane I for a year you it. are insane Okay. Yeah. So I do that. And the 10X revenue guarantee is based on what you pay me, right? So what you invest. And so for people who are just coming in and they need the title bullet points and, you know, HTML description, they're going to invest less. And so they're probably going to expect less. They also tend to know, they also tend to not need as much guidance, um, necessarily if they're at that stage it's like okay they have someone holding their hand to to launch them into that very basic listing right and i shouldn't say basic like it's going to convert well but it's not the same as when you work with me to do a full launch package and so your 10x is going to be a lot higher based on that because i'm working with you on the images and the sales copy for the images and the ebc image guidance and the sales copy for that and your title and your bullet points and your customer, I mean, awareness and your, if you get stuck on marketing, it's very different. Um, it's a very different 10 X obviously. So, and the 365 days of unlimited edits, I just believe all sales copywriters and business consultants should offer that because what happens if something happens, like if, if the industry changes or something about their product has to change or it gets banned, I don't want people going out there and thinking, okay, I'm just going to rewrite this one thing myself when they really don't know what's going on and they needed to hire an expert in the first place. I'd rather they just come back to me and say, Hey, we're changing this or this happens. Um, can we tweak it? Can we fix it? How do we, how should we do this? And that they know that I'm there to help them with that because my ultimate goal is not 
is not for me to have as many clients as possible. It's really to make families money. I'm still that same way 10 years later, you know, yeah. this is for me, it's about families. And I have some young guys I work with who have no families yet, <laughs> you know, but they're, they start getting there when they're about 27, 28, they start thinking about that kind of thing. And they're like, okay, so, and then they come to me for other kinds of advice, which is really fun. It's like being everybody's mom in a way. <laughs> so I, I can understand like the 365 days of optimization edits. I can understand yes. it because it is in your power. Now the, the 10X revenue guarantee, I would be afraid because not everybody is good or has a good product. So what if there's, I don't know, this customer that doesn't run ads and their product is the cheapest that they could have sourced from China. So they're getting a ton of one-star reviews. So of course, their conversion There's definitely rate. stipulations. Okay. Um, but those t- those people don't tend to seek me out, honestly. Um, that's, that's probably true, yeah. It's usually the clients, like, it's people like you and people like me who are like, okay, I want to make the best of something. Like, I am determined to make the very best of something and to get it out to people at the best price possible um, within reason. We tend to deal, and there's some things, like, we can make a... We can make weed whacker string sound super awesome and sell a ton of it. We can do the same thing with things like natural pest repeller and sell millions of dollars a month in it. But a lot of the things that I work on tend to be Me Too products, which uh, that have additional uh, features added to them. So they're really, really sweet. Or sometimes self-designed products. Um, but if you can make a Me Too product sound like the most superior thing on the market, then you know what you're doing. And that's a lot of times what yeah. we end up doing is positioning that product as well. So, but if someone gets really bad reviews, I had this happen about four years ago and that's the last time it happened. Someone had a salad spinner. They got really bad reviews and they came back and I said, I want a refund. I'm not getting very many. Um, I'm not getting as many sales as, as I wanted to. And I'm looking and I said, okay, send me your data. Um, now they call them, you know, business marketing reports, but back then we just said, send me the report. There was like two, I think back there, but there's like 20. Um, and I looked at it and I said, okay, but it looks like you're converting for these keywords still. And this is great. What's really the problem here? Have you gone back to the manufacturer and talked to them about the defects and had them fix it so we can rewrite the listing and say upgrade it, right? And talk to them about, you know, and kind of focus on how we've upgraded this particular product. And so I tried to help them negotiate with the factory and the manufacturer. Um, and the manufacturer said that they were going to fix it. And then it came through with the same issue. And I ended up giving the person a refund because I said, you know what? I feel really, really bad for you. And that was the last time they sold on Amazon. That was their one product on Amazon. Mm. Um, I said, you know, I feel like you didn't have the right guidance from the beginning. And while that's not on me, I did promise you that we're going to do this and I can't control this. But that was the one time I gave what I would call an out of control refund because I just felt so bad for the person because they got um, jinxed by a really bad factory Mm. over. And this was of course in China and there's a lot of great ones over there, but they didn't know what they were doing. So most of the people I work with are uh, well-educated enough to understand what they're doing. And if they get stuck on things like marketing, they can come ask for help. Um, but if they source a cruddy product, that's definitely not something that we can help a whole lot with. And most people don't do that. Most people are like, okay, I'm investing $2,000 or whatever into launching this product or $5,000. Those people tend to be the type of people who are not going to source a 50 cent product and try to sell it for $250. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like do. they have they have reasonable expectations. <laughs> so, so, Diane, after you do a listing or several listings for a customer, do you stay connected, like as an admin, to the back end of their account to uh-uh. check to check the I don't know, like conversion rate and all that stuff? Nope, I leave that 100 percent to clients. Um, case in point, I was hacked last week, 
because I have four kids who like to click on things. Hmm. So I don't ever, ever, ever connect myself to people's accounts anymore. And that stopped about two years ago. Um, so people can send me their data. I figure that they, they know how to run their backend. They can send me their data. Um, I don't do the technical setup. You can have a VA do that really easily to upload your images and pay, copy and paste your bullet points and title. You don't want to pay me a fee to do that. You don't want to know what my hourly is for consulting. And that's what I would charge for that. So my job is to help you make money, not to handle the administrative assistance side of things. Got it, if that got makes it. sense. So yeah. do you know do you know what what was the, the highest conversion rate that one of your clients has achieved with your improvements? Supplement and 76%. It was a jump from 43%. Oh. Um, I think our average is about 36 to 37% across all categories. And then in the tougher ones, it's Amazon's conversion rate is like 6% and ours is between 20 and 30% and some of the really competitive ones. So we do I do really well on the conversion yeah. side of things. Yeah. Nice. I, I have one of my SKUs with, uh, well, last time I checked, it was like 67. Uh, right. And, you can get them up there pretty good. And, and it is, it is, that's insane. That's really high. But in all fairness, the number of impressions or visual or, uh, you know, unique visitors that it gets are not as high as, as the ones that are around the 40%. So, you know, they're. Yeah. It's a much more, when you're hitting 76% or 63%, it's a really targeted product. Yes. So it's not like we're selling dog toys, which would be when we hit 26% on dog toys, we're pretty happy with that. Especially the Me Too dog toys that we're having to position as premium because sometimes people maybe spent too much on the landing cost side of things. And, <laughs> so, and we can do that. We can make things premium by the, we can make them sound premium and look premium just with Absolutely. packaging and sales copy. Right. You, you know, one, gonna... of, one of the <laughs> Sorry, amazing things about that one that has the 67% conversion rate, uh-huh. it is a product that is um, subscribe and save. So that means right? you can buy one every <laughs> month. So imagine, uh, or you, you can't even imagine what budget I have turned on as PPC for that product because uh, in a hundred people, 67 on average, buy we'll that buy product it. yeah and about 11 subscribe to it so whatever my ppc costs are i i'd be at 10 dollar clicks for that <laughs> right yeah it doesn't at that point it doesn't even matter yeah in just a minute you can just stay here and hang out and listen you want to hang out and listen learn business stuff okay we've got a tegan on the phone he's five and he's going to learn from our business talks <laughs> although yeah. I'm, I'm kind of looking at the time going okay <laughs> Yes. I can talk about this stuff for hours and hours and hours. That's part of the challenge of picking like a topic when you're teaching. I love training people. And he, don't he's right, that. Diane. It, 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 is, it is time for tea and cuddles. And um, I, I could talk about this all night. And we've been talking. One of the cool things that we're talking with you is that I forget I'm on the podcast sometimes. <laughs> right. We go off on, I'm so sorry, like our little rabbit trails. It's, uh, it's totally worth it, though. It's fun. Yeah, it's super cool. So uh, let, let's give Tegan this time. And uh, so for everybody that's listening and they want to find you, Diane, and they want you to do your hypnotic listings, which is actually a pretty, uh, pretty cool name that you got there. Um, how do they go about finding you and where? Um, the easiest, I guess the I'm easiest not, URL yep, I see that does look like a crane. How cool is that? Uh, the easiest way to find me is at 
amazonsalesguru.com or hypnoticamazoncopywriter.com. Or you can just Google me and I pop up on Facebook and YouTube. We have free, I have free trainings all over YouTube too. They're like, I've talked for 12 hours on them. (laughs) So if people really want to get really in depth with this, they can go watch the training on YouTube and there's free templates involved and uh, they can download all that fun stuff. So perfect. Yeah. So I'll have everything, all of these on the show notes for everybody to check out. It would be easier to click on them. Yes. I was just thinking about that. Sorry. That's fine. Diane, thank you so much for your time. We have to do this again because we, we could go about this for hours. And uh, Tegan, thank you so much for letting your mom uh, spend this time with me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Thank you again so much. It was really fun. And I'd, I'd love to come back and join you guys anytime. Just let me know. Thank you. It's a big pleasure. Have a good night.